Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your host, Margaret McSweeney, here on webtalkradio.net, and I am so delighted that you have tuned in to to today's show. Oh, you'll definitely want to hear from the two guests today. Uh, It's exciting. I, I, as all of you know, I am on a personal culinary journey and just ready to explore the world of cuisine. And I explored by bicycle um, last week around Chicago on a new food tour with Bike and Roll. Uh, it's under bikechicago.com. And I have with us today on the show, on Kitchen Chat, our first guest will be Aaron, who was the tour guide for this fun afternoon where we just, oh my goodness, it was just a delicious day in Chicago. I chose the dessert tour, which was so much fun and we'll share highlights from that and then um, the second segment will feature Terry of Terry's Toffee and that was actually our first stop so that'll be the second part of the show but first I would like to uh, thank Erin for being on Kitchen Chat. Erin thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, I tell you, this was quite a culinary adventure. First of all, I have not been on a bicycle in, oh goodness, probably more than five years. And I did not realize it was going to be like a 12-mile tour on bike. So I just, oh my, well, I definitely discovered muscles I never knew I had. (laughs) But but I also discovered, thanks to you, some fabulous places in Chicago I'd never known about. So I I first wanted to just chat with you about um, Bike and Roll's food tour. I was just so delighted to be on the maiden voyage voyage, uh, the actual launch of the food tours and of uh, the dessert one, the Sweet uh, sweet Home Chicago. I can't remember the name of it, but it yes, was... Yes, Sweet Home Chicago. Yes, that was so much fun. And I know that you have three different types of uh, food tours, and I definitely want to uh, touch on some highlights from each one. But first of all, could you tell us a little bit about um, Bike and Roll and, and how the food tour idea comes kind of uh, launched and and how you chose the different places for the food tour? Well, um, Bike and Roll is very excited this season to be branching into food tourism. This company has been in Chicago since 1992. We started renting bikes out at Oak Street Beach and have never looked back. We've got a bunch of locations all over Chicago, five this season, where we do bike rental and Segway tour. Uh, we decided that food tourism is a big thing right now, and we really are all about sharing Chicago with people, and there's so much exciting things going on in Chicago in the food world. We thought this would be a natural fit for us and for our business. Oh, and it is so much fun. Um, so for the dessert tour, if and, and 
oh my goodness, the first stop was Terry's Toffee, and it was like going to heaven. <laughs> it was so <laughs> yummy. <laughs> um, could you tell us a little bit about how you chose um, each different place? Because it was quite an assortment. I mean, you went from the upscale pastry chefs and, and Oscar-winning uh, toffee to some really just uh, everyday fun but very uh, – different and distinguished uh, Chicago entities. Yeah. Well, we started with the neighborhood. We wanted to focus on showing people the near west side of Chicago by bicycle. So our route took us northwest from downtown. We started in Millennium Park mm-hmm. and head to a bunch of wonderful neighborhoods in Chicago, West Town, Wicker Park, north from there, and then back east through Lincoln Park. Um, we wanted to showcase those neighborhoods because that's where a lot of the exciting cuisine is in Chicago right now. Those neighborhoods are really up and coming, um, full of young, exciting people who are doing awesome things with food. Yeah, and you are a young foodie, and I just was so thrilled with your enthusiasm and your knowledge, too, about food. And and one thing I really learned so much about was the new trend of how cupcakes, uh, they'll always hold a very special place in my heart. I love cupcakes. But it seems like the next, quote, you know, cupcake is actually the donut. And is I, it true? Yes, and I did not realize that, and you were sharing with us how, you know, that food trend is really happening, and it has definitely hit Chicago. Could you tell us a little bit about that new trend and uh, why you chose, uh, I think it was called Glazed and Infused, (laughs) which was so delightful. Yeah. Um, Well, we were excited about showing what is on the cutting edge of, uh, you know, culinary and pastry right now in Chicago. Um, like you said, cupcakes have been huge, and occasionally on that food tour, we will go to a cupcake place. And the tour you went on, we chose to do donuts instead. Um, we chose glazed and infused because they're a really established Chicago uh, donut bakery. Um, that is just getting, you know, that, that location we went at just opened, so it's not crazy. You know, there's places in Chicago, for example, the Donut Vault we looked at doing. It's just north of the Merchandise Mart, but the line can last for hours. Wow. So we wanted a place. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Um, try getting in there on a weekend to, to be ready to waste. Um, so we wanted a place where we knew we were going to get an amazing product without having to stand in line forever. So now, it's a balancing act of finding a spot that you know is good but hasn't gotten too big yet. And and that's really being in the know, and you definitely are in the know. But what do you think it is that is um, increasing the popularity of the donut? You know, that's a good question. I, and I think the most important thing is donuts are delicious. Yes. <laughs> um, and but you can put you can do so much with the donut. It's such a it's such a great medium um, to get. You know, we had like peanut butter and jelly donuts. We you know, all kinds of different. It takes on endurance, different fillings. Um, Just the name of the place, Glazed and Infused. (laughs) They do all kinds of different stuff. And they do it in a pretty clever way. They do, and we got to sample quite a bit. Um, the you're right, that peanut butter and raspberry jam. I, I'd never even imagined a peanut butter and jelly donut. And then there was also the red velvet cake donut, and my favorite oh, yeah. was 
the old-fashioned. I just, you know, love that that taste. And then there was a delicious lemon one as well. And uh, we, I, I don't think I tried the German chocolate cake donut. That looked good too. So, but you're right. There's a variety of things you can do with the donuts, and it's not as messy as the cupcake. I tell you, I love the cupcakes, but when the icing's all piled up, it's kind of hard to <laughs> to eat. So, uh, but this is amazing that the donut the donut vault is that what it's called or the donut yeah. mart okay that it's like an hour wait oh my god line around the block yeah wow and do they have like a special flavor of donuts here or um it's just a new concept type of thing or, or what makes well you know it's artisanal it's very high quality but it's also a lot of um people buying the hype <laughs> More than anything else, <laughs> buying the rolling in the dough. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh well, it, and that was definitely a highlight. And learning about the the new food trend of donuts. I mean, that's not something you know that that I would have known outside of that. So that was so informative. Another really fun place that stood out as well was Allianz. Oh, the delicious bakery and the macarons that we had, and and um, and Chef uh, Rios, right? Chef Rios, who's yes. chef owner, and he's quite accomplished. I mean, he had all these awards and certificates hanging from the wall. I guess he was a Food Network winner of uh, chocolate design and uh, won several awards in in France. Uh, And it was just fascinating to see his creations. I mean, there was a panda bear, this beautiful panda bear cake he had created and and, uh, a millinery uh, one as well with this lady with a full hat. It's like a Kentucky Derby (laughs) cake. It was just amazing. and, And that was so intriguing to to have that opportunity, because the other really neat thing, and I really want to commend you, Erin, and, and Bike and Roll, is you you get this one-on-one opportunity uh, to chat with the chefs, uh, if they're, they are there, the chef owners, and, and to learn about uh, the different um, products that they have. It, it's just, it's, it's really, uh, you're just providing a unique culinary opportunity that, that isn't always available. Absolutely, and we are very lucky to be working, especially with Chef Rios and with Terry, um, who are just artists. I mean, what what they do is art, and it's incredible. Chef Rios was uh, the head pastry chef at the Fairmont Hotel, just uh, creating a whole lot of amazing stuff, and now he's got his own bakery, the Alliance Bakery on Division, and I, I believe it was around Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we are, we are so pleased that he's welcoming, welcoming us and uh, our guests into his shop and sharing with us what he's working on. It yes. is very exciting. Oh, and I'm so glad you included that on the tour. But I guess what's exciting, too, is that it, you don't have the same tour each time because some places might not be open on certain days and and so it really varies it so the next time i go on a bike tour i might need a few months to recover after 12 miles (laughs) (laughs) but the next time i do go on a bike tour it might not be at the same same venue so i i really think that's that's so great and not only do you have the dessert the sweet home chicago you also have two other tours i would love for the listeners to learn about the chicago Chicago Bikes 
what is it, Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue, and Big Shoulders for the Greasy Fingers or whatever it is. <laughs> so I want to definitely hear about those. Could you first talk about the Chicago Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue? What's that all about? Well, that is a really awesome tour that we are doing down in Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. It leaves from uh, 53rd Street Beach at our location there. And I find that one personally really awesome um, because it exposes people to a whole segment of Chicago, which is often not seen by people visiting, which is to say the South Side. Mm-hmm. So it's really a celebration of the kind of culture and cuisine that came to Chicago uh, through African-American migration um, after the Civil War. A lot of folks came to Chicago, uh, leaving the South to find work, and they brought with them a wonderful culinary tradition of barbecue and the blues. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and, you know, and until the blues got to Chicago, it had a very narrow audience, um, which is to say that, you know, white people <laughs> did not <laughs> listen to that kind of music until it came to Chicago and found more mainstream acceptance. Wow. And so how do you pair this with a bike tour? So what, what are some of the highlights of the places that you visit and of the cuisine? Well, you know, we're lucky being down there because there's a lot of great stuff in pretty close proximity. So... You know, Reggie's, the blues place we visit, is just in a wonderful, like, cultural institution, wonderful music there. Mm. Um, and then the barbecue places, you know, we're still finalizing those, so I don't want to comment about a specific venue because sure, it is sure. subject to change. Mm-hmm. But having that sort of authentic, you know, uh, southern-influenced cuisine with the barbecue is really cool and very different and something that you can't find in other parts of Chicago. Right, and I grew up in the South, and I love barbecue, so it'll be fun to uh, to experience uh, that up here, too. This this is great. So you basically pair the bikes and the blues and barbecue yep. <laughs> along with the beautiful scenery. Oh, my goodness. Around, yeah. Did you go by University of Chicago there, or what are some of the, um, I guess, uh, the sightseeing venues as well as the, the cuisine? Oh, yeah, we hit all the highlights in Hyde Park. So University of Chicago, absolutely, Washington Park. I mean, at Bike and Roll, we really feel that the bike is the best way to explore Chicago because it gives you pretty much unlimited access to the city, and it's an active form of transportation. So even though you're eating a lot of food, (laughs) you're also hopefully burning some of it off. Well, that's the excuse I used as I uh, ate (laughs) second helpings of the donuts and everything. Oh, and it is so much fun. And it really is empowering. I must say this. I have never been on a bike in an urban setting. You know, I live out in the suburbs and, and you don't have as much traffic per se out here. And and it was quite fun kind of navigating around a, a bus and <laughs> and truck and pedestrians, but very doable, very fun, very safe. You provide the helmets and, and all the gear and, and instruction. And what I really loved was that there were some designa- designated bike paths as well, which which was great. They're in the city. Yeah. Well, we believe it should be empowering. Um, you know, I personally am a huge cyclist. I would love for more people to be getting on bikes. It's really unfortunate that in America, I think something like 40% of the trips we take in our cars are two miles or less. Wow. And that's a totally bikeable distance for someone at any skill level. Yes. And the more people on bikes in the city, the better that motorists are going to be reacting to bikes in the urban environment. So it's very exciting for us to be also promoting a small amount of social change. 
Yes, and that yes, and environmental as well. It really helps cut down on on gas and and everything. Except, I guess in Chicago, it's a bit of a challenge in the winter. <laughs> so with oh the, yeah, the stuff. So that uh, leads me to my next question: Do you have a certain season for the bike tours in Chicago? We do. We do. Um, basically, we'll we'll go if people want to go. Oh. Uh, but we find that people really stop wanting to go around Halloween, which makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. Bundle up, I guess, on, on the bike with that. Well, and, and so the other tour as well is Big Shoulders. And uh, Chicago, I guess, is it's known as, the, what is it, the city of Big Shoulders? Is that right? Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm just curious. How did it get that name? I've, I've never really known. Do you know why it's called the city of Big Shoulders? I do, you know, that comes from a poem, um, a poem, and I am, of course, now blanking on the name of the poet, because you put me on the spot. I'm so sorry. Uh, which I, oh, I should know this, because I know, I know it's a beautiful poem, huh. um, just about the city's working class heritage. Oh. Yeah, and so that tour is a wonderful way of showcasing the actual culinary tradition started in Chicago, especially in the area of sort of street food. So that's where we do deep dish pizza, um, Chicago-style hot dogs, Italian beef, which is unique to Chicago, and we get some ribs on that tour as well. Oh, that's fun. Well, I guess I hope you have little handy wipes because with greasy <laughs> fingers on the <laughs> steering <laughs> and being being able to hit those brakes <laughs> might make it a challenge. But that sounds really fun. And and you go on a different um, path and different streets and, and everything on that tour than the dessert one? Or is it Absolutely. A okay, that's great. Oh, this is just so much fun. And so what, um, so you've just launched all of the food tours that are, are now offered. Um, what What is next? Do you see yourself adding additional um, food, food options as well or kind of growing within or, or what, what do you think, what do you think is going to happen next with everything? Oh, wow. That's an awesome question. Um, I think that the food tours are something that, because they're new this summer, we are definitely going to be working on refining over the next couple of years. Um, there could definitely be expansion there. I mean, there's just so much of the city that most people who come to visit Chicago don't see. You know, most travelers come to the Loop and sort of stay in that area, and we're very excited about getting people out into the neighborhoods, and we've just only scratched the surface. Personally, I would love to do a tour highlighting the wonderful uh, Latino food in Chicago, uh, Puerto Rican, Costa Rican, Mexican. There's so much going on there. Yeah. That would be really wonderful to see. So that might be coming in the future. Oh, that does sound yummy. That I definitely enjoy that as well. And and it was so fun because on um, the way to, oh, goodness, I think it was the, on the way to Glazed and Infused, we just briefly stopped by Big Star. Was that the name of it? The Yeah, Big Star. Big Star. Oh, and that was so much fun where you really get a, a fun taste of, I had fish tacos for the very first time <laughs> in my life, too. That was kind of. Uh, by request, I guess, to, you know, to, to add that extra stop. Um, but that was so delicious to to sample sample that experience too. And um, you'd mentioned that that's like a hangout for chefs. 
It is, yes. I should say that was not supposed to be part of the tour. We were just having so much fun. We were. <laughs> and it was yeah. a needed voyage, so there was leeway. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a really cool spot. It's in Wicker Park on Damon, um, and it is an industry hangout. So I can tell you that being there, I've seen Stephanie Izzard of The Girl and the Goat. Wow. Um, I, I have friends who have seen Grand Ackets of Alinea and Next hanging out there. So it's really a hot spot, and they do delicious tacos for only a couple of bucks. You really got a lot for your money. It was just delicious and, and a fun experience. And, and I must add, it was like, what, 100, 101 degrees that day? <laughs> it was hot. I don't know how many water bottles I went through. Oh, my goodness. But but you kept us hydrated. You made sure we were all doing fine. But, but that was really fun because it was like an outdoor picnic table setting and of course they have indoor seating too but it was just yeah just a, a, a really fun area um there that you you took us to and with glazed and infused right down down the street that was that was really neat do you see any other interesting food trends uh from chicago that that are evolving and and happening I do. Um, there's so much going on right now. I think that Chicago is very lucky to be sort of the heart of the molecular gastronomy movement with Grant Ackett and his restaurants here, which <laughs> would be hard to do on a bike tour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be hard to, like, sample foam and you know, all the weird stuff they do. <laughs> there's also a cocktail renaissance going on in Chicago right now, which I'm very excited about with places like the Whistler, Scofflaw, Violet Hour doing incredible craft cocktails. And beer as well. Um, we've got Revolution just opened up, uh, not only a brew pub, but an actual brewery. Um, Half Acres, one of my favorite breweries out of Chicago. Goose Island, of course, being the big one. Um, again, hard to do on a bike tour, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but very exciting. And there might be a, a rule about, what, drinking and yeah. biking. <laughs> that might be a, a challenge there. But, oh, it just sounds like um, you just – I'm so excited to have a, a new element to touring Chicago by bike for a food tour. And I just think it's great, the concept you've developed, and you really have come up with some fun places. And, and I understand, um, was it several people who came up with their, like, favorite places and, and you all decided – um, the highlights, or, or how did you decide which place should be included? Uh, well, we uh, had individual tour guides working on each tour. Mm -hmm. um, on the south side for the Blues, Barbecues, and Bikes tour, Vince, who's one of our oldest tour guides, a, a real, true old Chicagoan, came up with that tour, which is very exciting. He's lived in Hyde Park for many years, so he was really just showcasing his neighborhood. Um, my friend and coworker came up with the sweet store after doing a lot of very rigorous re research, let me tell you. And she was eating a lot of donuts. It was, it was incredible. Um, and I designed the Big Chicago, uh, the Big Shoulders tour, um, of the Chicago food trends because I love, you know, convincing people to go get deep dish, get Chicago style hot dogs. You know, all the food that I grew up loving here right. in Chicago. Right. Oh, goodness. And, and what, what is your favorite place for Chicago-style hot dogs downtown? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> okay, my favorite place, and not on the tour, hard to get to, Superdog. Huh. Way, way out on the northwest side, but um, extremely iconic. It's got a 
hot dog dressed up as Tarzan on the roof, and it's an old-style, like, drive through <laughs> oh, no. where they bring the hot dogs to your car, and they are bar none the, the best. Yeah, and it sounds like a really fun experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's way out on, like, Milwaukee and Pulaski. I mean, it's it's way out there. <laughs> and what about for Italian beef? Where's your oh, for Italian beef, yeah. I was able to get that on the tour. My favorite place for Italian beef is a little shop called Brothers Beef which is right by Armitage and um, Halstead. It's a small, family-run Italian beef place. They make the beef, you know, it's homemade, mm-hmm. absolutely delicious. Oh, that does sound yum. Yummy. Oh, goodness, and you're, I have not had dinner yet, so I'm getting hungry <laughs> hearing all these things. And um, what would you say would be uh, like a new restaurant that's out there that maybe people aren't aware of that might be fun, you know, for some foodies to try? Ooh, um, you know, I would have to go with Big Star. We talked about before. Oh. In Wicker Park, absolutely. I would I would encourage anyone who's never had a fish taco before, go to Big okay. Star. Yes, I mean, it really is a great ex- experience. And they're open dinner and lunch, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was very surprised because I, I, I thought, goodness, you know, for this price, I mean, what is it? What is it like? The quality was great and the service great and, and it was really good food. Really well. Yeah, no, it's it's an incredible institution. Yes, and what was that lollipop that they handed out at the end? <laughs> oh my God, that is a yeah, it's 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 a it's a traditional Mexican dessert. Um, it's a sort of sweet caramely lollipop that is dusted with chili powder. Isn't that funny with chili powder <laughs> on a lollipop? I I love the the fun concept of of everything with that. So, what is your favorite Mexican restaurant downtown? Because you mentioned that you might be adding, um, you know, a, a Latino um, cuisine uh, as part of the bike tour. What would be a definitely? Oh, we must include this on the tour. Oh my God! Well, okay, this this is a dream. I I don't know if this is possible. But I'm a huge fan of Rick Bayless, who's a yeah. great, you know, celebrity chef out of Chicago. Yeah, so many great restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Frontera Grill, Topola Bombo. He recently opened a place called Oaxaca, which is uh, more casual. Hmm. And if I could somehow get that on tour, that would just be a coup. That would be delicious, and everyone loves Rick Bayless, and and definitely a a Chicago must-see, must-do, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that is great. Now, what about um, vegetarian options? Have you thought about a vegetarian tour? Oh, you know, I haven't, but that's a wonderful idea. I might might have to feel that. (laughs) Please do, because both of my daughters are vegetarians, and I would love to, you know, I don't think they'd enjoy the the big shoulders or the the barbecue tour, but definitely, you know, the dessert would be fun. But I think a vegetarian tour. And what are some of your favorite vegetarian restaurants and places in Chicago? Oh, wow. Well, I have to go, of course, with the Chicago Diner, which Ah. has been neat. Meat three since eighty three. It says on the sign. Uh-huh. Um, now, where they're not only that? vegetarian; they're vegan, so no animal products whatsoever. And they're in the heart of Boys Town, which is also a really cool neighborhood to check out. Great. Okay, so that's Chicago Diner, wonderful. And what other restaurants? Uh, uh, vegetarian restaurants. Would you now on on my list of places? I haven't been here yet, but it's come highly recommended. There's a um, a soul food 
vegetarian restaurant called Soul Veg on the south side. Oh, that does sound good. I am writing all of these down. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I actually went to um, Green Zebra. That was really good. Um, Oh, cool. Green Zebra restaurant, which was really good with the the vegetarian menu. Um, Well, this is just been so much fun to 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 talk about the 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 bike tour and the bike and roll with uh, bikechicago.com you definitely uh, listeners check them out it is so much fun and i love the little tagline you have is bike appetite Well, it's been a delight talking to you. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, thank you so much. And um, everyone, check out BikeChicago.com, and you can have a chance to meet Erin and and have a fun tour of Chicago, a culinary tour of Chicago by bike. So very good. Thank you so much again, Erin, and take care. Take care. Thank you. I'm so excited, everyone, to introduce you to our second guest guest here on Kitchen Chat. And guess who it is? It is Terry of Terry's Toffee. And you heard me briefly talk about Terry in the first segment because Terry's Toffee was our first stop on the Bike and Roll Food Tour of Chicago. And by the way, I am still recovering from that, <laughs> that bike tour. But I did manage to stay on the bike, so that that was a good thing. But anyway, it was just so delightful to meet Terry. And he just has a beautiful storefront and he has two locations that he'll share with you about. But he is really an Academy Award winning toffee maker with an incredible story. And um, Terry's Toffee just provided the toffee for uh, the Tony's Awards as well. So I can't wait to to get the inside scoop on that as well. But first, let's welcome Terry. Terry, welcome to Kitchen Chat. Hi, Margaret. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so delighted to have you here. And I am so eager to learn about toffee. I have tasted your toffee, and it is beyond this world. I mean, it truly melted in my mouth. And, yes, it was 101 degrees that day, but that wasn't why it melted. It was just (laughs) delicious, just delicious. And I can't wait to hear about what goes into making toffee. But first, I'd love for you to um, quickly share the story about your and how she really inspired you to to create Terry's Toffee and, and the special tribute you have in, in your downtown location to your aunt. Yeah, um, thank you so much, Margaret. And actually, uh, I'll, I'll share with you the, the brief story because it's really, um, you know, about a family connection. It was actually my grandmother's recipe then, and she would make it every holiday season, uh, and we would come to her house, and of course it was one of those kind of adult treats that, you know, we were allowed to have a, a little bit of, and then as we got older, we would learn how to make it and help her make it in the kitchen. It was a lot of fun, and, uh, and really a lot of fun memories about my grandmother and, and, uh, the toffee making in her kitchen along with other holiday treats that she would turn us on to. Um, and then she passed in 1989, oh. and my my aunt, who um, is, is elderly, was um, uh, happy to show me how to make her toffee. I did not, 
I didn't want her recipe to be lost, you know, right, right. with her passing. So um, my partner Michael and I were visiting my family in Michigan, and we spent an afternoon with my uh, aunt in her kitchen and recreating Grandma's toffee um, and, some, and some other really fun recipes, and, and it was really, uh, really great. So that was, gosh, probably 20 years ago. But, um, I, so every holiday season, I would make her toffee for my partner and his family here in Chicago, and they loved it, and everybody would, it was kind of like, you know, recreating that same energy that my grandmother created when she would make the toffee that everyone always looked forward to my grandma's toffee. Aww. <laughs> so, um, we, we, you know, every holiday season, I would make it, and, and uh, gosh, about 10 years ago, my uh, Michael and I were taking a class at our church. It's Unity in Chicago, mm-hmm. an interdenominational church. We were taking a class there by um, uh, based on a book called The Artist's Way, and the book is written by Julia Cameron. And just as a little side note, Julia Cameron uh, was at one time married to the director Martin Scorsese. Oh, wow. And she, yeah, so, you know, our, our inception began one step removed from, you know, an Academy Award-nominated yes. director. <laughs> Little did I know it would take a big swing in that direction. Oh. So the, this class was really a, an amazing class about reconnecting with your creativity. I just felt like something was lacking in my life, and I wanted to do more creative things. And, you know, I just felt this kind of inner urging and, and a little bit of a... Mm, emptiness of some sort, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Just that life you know, was lacking something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I did this class, and it really was, uh, it was tough. It was a lot of work, because a lot of journaling involved, and through that journaling process, I uh, kept feeling this urge to resign from my job, and I thought it was a little crazy, because I was making great money, and I'd been doing what I'd been doing for about 20 years, and I was really successful and all that stuff. And um, yet this urging just kept coming up to to leave my job. Hmm. And now there's a quote in the book uh, by Julie Cameron, and the quote, it is not her quote, but it's in the book, and it says, leap and the net will appear. Leap and the net will appear. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that is yeah. sound. <laughs> it is. And... Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen along the lakefront. They have a trapeze school over at the lakefront here in Chicago. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm really tempted to to go over there and take trapeze lessons. (laughs) I I can take a bike tour. You can take trapeze lessons. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I ride by there every day on my bike because that's kind of my zen to bike ride, you know. And um, I see these guys doing trapeze stuff, and I'm like, I have got to do that. So I, I took the leap, um, and and I had no idea what I was going to do. I resigned from my job, had no idea what I was going to do, but I did know one thing, and that was I wanted to do more creative things in my life. Hmm. And so I did. I jumped in with both feet, and I started taking writing classes, and I started painting again, and really just being in the moment, in the now. Hmm and not worrying about the future, not thinking about the past, and and just really being present in my life. And when you shut that thinking mind 
off and are in the present moment, you feel the urge of creativity come up. I can definitely appreciate that. And and you really did take a huge leap and then that did appear. I mean, you quit your job to become essentially a toffee maker. But I just see the the delicious connections to family uh, and and just realizing the creativity and it's so purposeful and, and what a great way to honor the legacy of your grandmother. Absolutely. And, it, and it's really been an amazing journey. So, you know, after starting painting and writing and all of this and holiday season approached and, of course, it was time to make the coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, we're sitting at church, and they announced their holiday craft fair, and the la- it's the last Sunday to sign up for a table. And I turned to Michael, and I said, I'm going to sign up for a table. And he said, what are you going to sell? I said, I'm going to sell Grandma's toffee. <laughs> he was like, okay, great. <laughs> so we went home and got busy, and I, I, Margaret, I felt like I was plugged into an electric outlet. Wow. I kid you not. Oh. I literally felt the a, a current hmm. running through me. Wow! Cr- like creative current, and so designed a logo and found packaging and came up with a fun copy. But um, it, it was similar, but it was kind of funny. Uh, and and uh, and we took it to church the next Sunday. We took I think seventy boxes or something sold out before the thing was even over and I thought well that that's so cool that what a great story and some wonderful wonderful words of wisdom too about leap and the net will appear and creative current that's when you really realize you are plugged into your passion it creates a creative current and and it has really zapped you quite a long ways from uh, from the beginning I mean this is so exciting and I, I know we'll talk about in a minute the Academy Awards and how you ultimately you know got there but if we can start from the basics, and I so enjoy toffee, Terry, but I don't know what toffee exactly is. How how does that begin? How does the process of making toffee? Well, you know, there there are a lot of different recipes for toffee out there, and some you know call for uh, corn syrup, and some call for cream, and um, some of them can get very complicated. My grandmother's recipe, I, I cannot share every detail with you because oh. it's trade secret. Right. But it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it, unless you want to pay me a whole lot of money. <laughs> uh, but there is, um, it's basically, her recipe is basically butter and sugar. Okay. And it's a, it's a very scientific process. The butter and sugar, certain, the exact proportions, very precise, and it has to, uh, she, she would make it on the stove top and it would be brought to a boil. And she, you know, real, key, real candy makers like my grandmother, they don't go by a thermometer, but there was a certain temperature that it should get to. But my grandmother, everything was, you know, a, a lump of this, a, you know, a pinch of that. Nothing was measured. <laughs> and, and it was a visual thing. So the, the toffee color, um, had to be just right, and then she knew it was done. Okay. 
Okay, so you're basically, oh, that's right, because you have your grandmother's pot hanging on the wall with her picture. I love that at your store. But it really begins in a pot then, so like a stove stove pot. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can look up, there's all kinds of recipes on the Internet. I'm sure you can look them up. But it has to be, you know, the, my grandmother did one thing that I absolutely am, am like, sworn to secrecy on, that <laughs> I am, I swear, must make her toffee just really that much more special because one of the comments we hear about it, and you mentioned it yourself, mm-hmm. it just kind of melts in your mouth. It doesn't really stick to your teeth. No. You know, no. and it's not super, it is, it's got a nice snap to it, which is important for toffee. Toffee should have a good snap. Right. But it um but it doesn't really stick to your teeth and it's not real sugary, it's more buttery. So you know, it she knew what she was doing and uh and I'm grateful that that was passed on to, to me. And that is so special. What a delicious, delicious tribute <laughs> to your <laughs> grandmother that you have. Now, I wanted to ask about some ingredients I read about on your website. And Kitchen Chat listeners, it's www.terrystoffee.com. And Terry is spelled T-E-R-R-Y. And um, I, I've never heard of this Australian ginger. What yeah. makes it special? But that particular toffee is um, the Asian accent, and it is uh, uh, ginger uh, infused into the toffee while it's cooking, and then it's coated in a dark chocolate and sprinkled with crushed up wasabi peas. Wasabi it's, peas? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, don't even ask, because these flavors, <laughs> I can tell you, I had a riot the first year and a half at home playing in the kitchen, I felt like a little kid. I could mm-hmm. not stop playing. So all these flavors that we have today, I developed in our kitchen at our home, um, just really playing. It, it was like, because after that holiday thing at the, at the church, yes. I was like, okay, now what? That was fun. Now what do I do? It's January. <laughs> and, you know, the holidays are over. I don't make the coffee again for another year. And a girlfriend of mine said, why don't you do infusions? And I said, what the heck are infusions? Infusions. And she suggested a couple things to me. And again, that electric current was like, boom. I, I couldn't stop. I'm, I was like throwing together things in the kitchen and playing around. <laughs> and it was all self-taught. And my partner, Michael, who is now my partner, my, he's my life partner. He's also my partner in the business. He handles all the production. Mm-hmm. And, we also have another business. Michael is clairvoyant and does readings. Oh. Um, he, he has his own business. It's uh, michaelfrontier.com. And, and you know what? I think food in general can really connect you to to a deep part within, you know, a soul food, I guess you might might say. Literally, a, yeah. You know, there really is a connection with the taste, like, you know, um, it, that that's that's very interesting. And speaking of tastes, we have to highlight some of these other wonderful, wonderful toffees you have. Um, mazel toffee. I love that. And it's with matzah. Right. <laughs> Embedded with matzah cracker. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, to pay homage and respect to all my Jewish friends, yes, mazel toff. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love and that. The, the Chicago spice is a really fun flavor. All the spices like a chai tea. Yeah. Um, two of my favorites are 
the La Vanilla and the Crane Orange Passion. Our white chocolate is 31% cocoa butter, so it's unlike any other white chocolate out there. It's really smooth and mellow. It's not waxy or sugary. And the, it's one of the first flavors I came up with, and it's lavender buds and vanilla extract in the top, even coated in white chocolate. It is so sensuous. Wow, um, that does sound delicious. And yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I was so curious when I was reading about the ingredients. You know, they had a, that Australian ginger and now wasabi peas. That's so interesting. But rosemary oil. Now, I never imagined rosemary oil being well, You know what we use that for? Yeah, that actually is not a flavor that of toffee. It is actually used, we, used a, we use a minuscule amount. I talked with a chemist. Mm-hmm. We wanted to extend our shelf life, but we did not want to add any, you know, preservatives or weird ingredients to our toffee because it's all natural. So I spoke with a chemist, and he worked, he was associated with a company, and he suggested... Um, this product that they make that has rosemary oil and vegetable oil uh, combined. Mm-hmm. And it's, Margaret, it's just a minuscule amount, but what it does is it, it preserves the butter in the toffee so it doesn't go bad on you. And so it, it extends our shelf life to about six months. I love that. So it's a natural way to extend the shelf life. Yeah. Uh, the uh, rosemary oil and vegetable oil without putting all those chemicals in, exactly. in it. I yeah. love that. That is a great um, takeaway tip. And and is this something, can you, I, you know, once again, I, I'm not familiar with rosemary oil. Is this something that you can go out and, and purchase and and kind of extends the shelf life within the house, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure. We got it through a company in Michigan. Um I'm not sure if it's available, like, just out on the market or not. I've not seen it. But it, it's a great way to extend uh, the shelf life of our product. And, you know, we have it. We have about 80 different stores around the country that carry our product wow. um, from New York to L.A. And so we're working on, um, on going to those stores. If um, people want to know about it, it's really kind of fun. We're, we've launched our... Terry's Toffee Tasting Tour 2012. Yes, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So we kicked it off. You know, I thought, where should we kick this off? It's it's been an idea gnawing at me for a while. We we decided to kick it off in New York City. Why not? Yes. (laughs) You know, so we have a store in Manhattan called Murray's Cheese Market. It's the oldest cheese market in Manhattan, down in the village. They carry our toffee, and we went out there in June and kicked off our Terry's Toffee Tasting Tour and had a hugely successful uh, tasting of our product and sold just an incredible amount of toffee for the store and met a lot of people. It was really a lot of fun, and we're, we're doing this at different places around the country. We're actually going to be up in uh, Milwaukee August 10th, and then we're going to be out on the East Coast over Labor Day, and then we're going to be in L.A. in September. So if people want to know about it, what we're doing with a Terry's Toffee Tasting Tour, they can sign up um, our, to our email blast okay. on our website, the homepage. There's a little icon there, and it'll just one, two, three, you're signed up, and we'll let you know where we're going to be doing our tasting tour the next That sounds like so much fun, and um, I I think you're going to have toffee groupies. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> now, um, you'd also mentioned, you know, being in New York, and was that right before the Tonys? Is it was that right? actually the week. It was the week after the Tony Awards, and that was kind of a fun thing that happened. Uh, when we first started, um, I was contacted by a company in LA, and they heard about us, and they invited us to come to LA for. Uh, a special two-day event backstage during the filming of the NAACP Awards. And that was our first big brush with fame. And we were backstage in this kind of gift room, and we met, like, Bonnie Raitt and Stevie Wonder and Outkast and um, uh, Dave Matthews and uh, Monique and just all these great people and they loved our toffee oh. <laughs> it was really fun and and then uh the same company um contacted me earlier this year and asked us if we would like to um do the tony awards this year neat yeah so we ended up um having our, our toffee was in the gift bag at the tony awards uh, this oh. year, which is really cool. And and which which um, flavor of the toffee was in the gift bag? We did. I think we did all fifteen flavors. Uh, wow! Just did an assortment of flavors in each gift bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how fun! Well, th- this is so exciting to hear about your journey. I mean, your personal personal culinary journey that began with a leap of faith. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's in the, the Academy Awards has been just an uh, an amazing thing. That's been going on now for eight years, and they use Terry's Toffee in the green room during the telecast, and they book, put big platters of it out, and um, all the people you know in the show and uh, behind the scenes are enjoying our product during the show. And I heard uh, from the producers that. <laughs> Some of them started, one in particular, like, couldn't stop eating it, got it over his suit, and he stained the couch, and they're like, hey, come on, it's enough coffee. <laughs> well, it's, it must be addictive then. Well, I have to ask this. Did you ever meet, um, with your, you know, connections now with the Academy Awards, were you ever able to meet Julia um, Cameron um, and her uh, husband, um is it Martin Scorsese? Is this her husband? Uh, she's not. Yeah, she's not married to Martin anymore. Oh, but okay. I have not met her, but I do have a, a full circle moment. Earlier this year, unbeknownst to me, um, a, a barely her daughter loves Terry's Toffee, Julia Cameron's daughter, mm-hmm. and she lives here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she uh, came into our shop and introduced herself, and we really hit it off. And she said to me, I, I this really gets me emotional because I can't believe how cool this was. She said to me, I love your coffee, and I noticed on your website that one of your favorite things is the book, The Artist's Way. My mom wrote that book. And I said to her, it's not only one of my favorite things. She said, Terry's Toffee was born out of that book. And she welled up, and I mean, it was just like amazing. Well, she ended up, she was here because she wanted to use her toffee in her wedding as wedding favors. Oh. And her dad, Martin Scorsese, 
was coming into town for her wedding, and her mom, Julia Cameron, was coming in for the wedding. So I gave her a, a gift bag filled with our coffee to give it to her mom, <gasps> along with a note telling her how grateful I was for her doing her art, which was writing, and that that led me to do what I'm doing. And um, and then I got a, a nice note back from her that she was so grateful for that connection. So, Oh, I've just got goosebumps, or I don't know if it's that creative current. <laughs> that it is. is around. <laughs> How? Oh, that is just so poignant. What yeah. an incredible story. And, and um also, I forgot to mention, I mean, a lot of dignitaries are huge Terry Toffee fans. I, I noticed on your wall you've received numerous letters from dignitaries. Would you mind sharing a little bit about some of the the special ones that are on your wall? No, I don't mind at all. It's actually a, <laughs> a, side, a, a funny kind of side hobby of mine that I started a few years ago. And I thought, well, gosh, I, I, so many different people inspire me. And... Um, I, I just get this impression, like, oh, I want to reach out to them and tell them, you know, you inspire me or what you're doing is really great and I honor what you're doing. And so I thought, well, why not send them coffee? Aww. And so I started doing that, and I've sent our coffee to all kinds of people, um, Jane Fonda and Shirley MacLaine and um, uh, Maria Shriver and... Um, uh, Vice President and Mrs. Uh, Biden, Dr. Biden, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> the Queen of England. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why the Queen of England? Actually, I thought the Queen should have our coffee because my grandmother was English, Aww. Irish, and and Scottish. So I thought, well, the Queen of England should have Terry's coffee. So <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I sent it to her. I had no idea even if she'd get it. And I tracked the package, and sure, sure enough, it ended up at Buckingham Palace. But I, you know, and I was, okay, at least it made it to the palace. Who knows if she'll <laughs> ever get it. But about three weeks later, this very official letter came and in this beautiful envelope with this embossed signature or, or uh, insignia and opened it up, and it was a really wonderful note from the master of the household telling me that the queen had received my coffee and she was sure she would enjoy it and how wonderful it was for me to have sent that on to her. Oh, that is so special. And and just what an affirmation that that you really did make that right choice in terms of leaving your very successful job to pursue what your true passion and purpose was and in in creating this great product of of toffee that is just so multi-layered and and fold and infused with your own um life stories so that's that's just so exciting and thank you terry for sharing your culinary adventure 
with us. And it was so much fun to meet you on the bike and roll tour. And I look forward to tasting even more <laughs> of thank, your toffee. Thank you. So, thank you. And Kitchen Chat listeners, um, please visit Terry at www.terrystoffee.com and on Twitter, uh, the Toffee Dude. I love that. <laughs> this is a right. tagline. And Terry, could you let us know where in the Chicago area you actual have actually have physical locations? Sure. Thanks, Margaret. We have two locations. Our our uh, main shop is on Grand Avenue, eleven seventeen West Grand Avenue, and uh, we also do toffee infused ice cream and toffee and chocolate covered biscotti and gift boxes and all kinds of you know great things here. And we're experimenting with some new products with toffee. So stay tuned for that. Um, today we're working on a toffee and chocolate covered popcorn. Oh, yummy! Yeah, and then we have a second location in Andersonville, inside the Galleria, and the address for that is fifty-two forty-seven North Clark Street. Wow. Well, if you ever need any test tasters for your toffee, Terry, <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> thank you. And good job with the alliteration. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, my goodness. So, Kitchen Chat listeners, uh, go visit Terry. And he always is so gracious and has a lovely array of, um, of samples that you can, can sample there, too. So that that was just so much fun. So, Terry, thank you so much. And um, everyone, please tune in for next time. And always remember to savor the day. Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, A Mother's Heart Knows, Pearl Girls Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy, please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and hear from you. So join her on Twitter, Facebook, her blog, or click on this website to leave a note and share a recipe. Thank you again, and we'll see you here again for a new show next week.